Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities you will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music, and every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move, it makes me want to have fun, but it's something about this joint right here, this joint right here, it makes me want to...
is James T. Deshay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, you know, I'm happy to be here and have the opportunity to talk to those of you who are out there in the sound of my voice, those of you who are willing to call in and give your your thoughts about the subjects we discuss here on air. And today is no different. I think today uh, what has been brought to the light is that white privilege amongst white Americans has gone to a, a new high. It is um, not often that you see white America decide that it's going to defy uh, grand jury subpoenas, uh, but today was one of those days. It seems that uh, white Americans decided that not only will they defy the laws that uh, we are most we are governed by, but they're also going to defy those who are seeking justice uh, related to the the law uh, in our government. And uh, so today we've been inundated by saying um, uh, Sam New- Newberg, who seems to be defying uh, the special counsel. And it is just amazing how we, uh, as time goes on. Uh, things get crazier and crazier, uh, more bizarre about what we we are dealing with under this Trump administration. Somehow or another, these people think they are above the law, and they can just go about their business and refuse to give information related to their criminal activity. And so it is just going to be interesting to see how long it takes before Sam finds himself behind bars for refusing uh, to uh, come speak to the um, special counsel. And, you know, and this is, again, where we are. We're at a place where white America seems to believe uh, they are beyond reproach and they don't have to listen or be governed by the rules of law. Uh, so, Joyce, uh, we've been hearing all day uh, this man says that he's not going to to be bothered about going and looking through uh, his emails or producing his emails uh, related to the conversations that he has had with people who've been indicted. Right. That's true. Well, to my knowledge is that uh, they already have the information that they already need. They're just trying to validate and just catch them and to see who's lying and who isn't. They're trying to match up all the emails. And so what they've indicated today is that more than likely they already have the emails that they need. They just want to, to bring him to the forefront and get him on record. Yeah, it, it is just interesting how white privilege just continues to raise his head and defy the fact that these people have obviously done something wrong and somebody ultimately is going to be going to jail and be held accountable. Uh, but you have people who are defiant in their uh, in their, their behavior, not realizing that somebody's going to end up in jail before it's all over with. And uh, we would have gone through another phase of this craziness under under George I mean uh, Donald Trump's administration. I think a whole bunch of them are gonna wind up in jail. It, it's just a matter of time. You know what I mean? That 
it's just like a freight train. It's gonna move. It's going forward. You you may be able to slow it down, but you're not you're not able to stop it. So that's what's going on. The the freight train that train is rolling. So they will be. It's just a matter of time, and eventually, you know, people do what they have to do to try to uh, delay the process. That's all. And they put obstacles and uh, things in the way. And you know, it's no different than the, the life itself. You know, you you go through all these obstacles that they throwing around. But in the end, you know, the truth will prevail. Yeah, and Cheryl, you know, we see and we need to be um, real strong and uncover the fact that there are some white Americans who believe they're above the law. And uh, I just I just believe with the arrogance that uh, been, has been displayed by so many of the people who uh, Donald Trump has in his administration, these people just believe that, at, or they thought they could just shanghai our government and do it any way they wanted to and not be held accountable. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? <laughs> and you're right. Um, for them to think that, you know, that they can withhold the information, and I mean, not only is he going to withhold information um, just like when going to the article is costly as well. I mean, it's costly for legal fees for them to have um, defendants, but um, they're going to find out. I mean, you know, that's just like us as parents. When we ask our children uh, most questions, we already know the answer, but we expecting you to come and tell us the truth. So they're going to find out, uh, and they're going to get the answers that they're looking for. You know, it's so amazing when we look back over history and uh, when God was saying, uh, Regina, when God was saying it's easier for, uh, you know, a, a how did he put it? It's easier for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle than to enter the kingdom of heaven. Because he knows that with riches comes arrogance and a belief that people who have money are above reproach and above um, uh, accountability. And so we know how arrogant uh, Donald Trump is. And so it, is, it doesn't take but time to uh, find out what is needed to find out in order to condemn him. Uh, because he just believes he's above reproach, uh, that he can say anything and do anything, and ain't nothing nobody can do about it. Good evening. He's already shown that. He's already shown that he believes that. I always go back to his statement of him being able to shoot somebody in the middle of a street or something, please give me the correct thing that he said, and, and nothing would happen to him. He somebody in the middle of Manhattan or downtown New York, and he still wouldn't lose any uh, any support. Yeah. So, I mean, and and I promise you all, I'm I keep telling you guys this. I think he's sitting sitting somewhere. Just like that, that man, that little boy on the front of Mad Magazine, jumping up and down like a um, like a joker, 
on one of those strings, those rubber strings that you bob up and down, laughing. I told them they couldn't. I told them I'd do it. I told them I'd do it. They're so dumb. They're so dumb. I mean, I'm just seeing. And we are. Because he was elected by the people. He's doing all of these things that people say he's not supposed to do. We're paying for all of this security. We're paying for his family to live in his own building. All of this stuff that he's doing, and he's getting away with it. And these people that they're arresting or that they're indicting, it's it's still not him. It is still not him. All of these people are taking the fall for him. And he's sitting there laughing at them, too. Well, it seems that uh, our, our our person, our you know, the person, the, the, they're moving forward with their investigation. And Monsler is just uh, – Putting together a case that won't be um, won't be easily overcome, and he's running in these people who are just some knuckleheads. I mean, even though those of us that are laypersons recognize that you cannot uh, show up for a subpoena, or you will be uh, sitting in temp the court, and they'll send the policeman to come put you in jail. So why is this a uh, but it lets you know how the kind of people that surround him are so unfamiliar with the justice system, Joyce. Uh, they're so unfamiliar with the justice system that they believe they can just say, I don't want to testify, and that's going to be the end of it. I don't think they've gotten that far as they have gotten without knowing what the law is and um, how the law is set up Um, they're trying to manipulate the law and like I say they're trying to just buy time but they're on the wrong team and they don't know how to get off of that team so they really they they really between a hardball and a nail they don't know what to do my take take is is that to show what we made how we made it when we made it we need to show what they took out if they took out enough now the president of the United States, he showed us he's above the law when he haven't even showed us his taxes. So why should I do it when you don't want to do it? That's what makes you, what makes you so different. What makes you, you doing things out of the norm that no other president, because you president, our Congress need to get a grip on it. They need to wake up. We need to get rid of everyone that's up there. They are not worth anything. They're piece of, you know what, they ridiculous. We should you know, have uh, him there. Joyce, you are so right. I mean, sometimes it's easy to forget uh, that we're all required uh, to to uh, submit our tax returns. And certainly anybody who runs the country should be obligated to show their tax return and show us where they get their money from and uh, where their money is. And it is so uh, disenchanting uh, to see and know that the president has defied what has been the norm almost on every front. 
And so this man continues uh, to uh, subject America to uh, his rear end when it comes to uh, defying our laws. So, um, Cheryl, it's just amazing that, you know, he can continue to slap us in the face and tell us what he's not going to do. But I just hope the end result is that he goes down in shame uh, for putting us through this. You know, um, I I know it seems as though, and it is, it is that he is getting away with a lot of things, and a lot of people are taking the fall. But I really believe that he's gonna have his fall. You know, because it made me think about um, the mayor Ray Nagin in um, Louisiana, when he first stepped into office, um, I don't know what it was, but he, it just seemed the arrogance of him. And he had the city workers arrested, what to their houses, um, like about five, four o'clock in the morning. And all we could see is them, them lined up, you know, entering in jail. But the things that he did caught up with him because he couldn't put them in jail. And but now he was the one who really wound up going to jail and serving time. So, you know, I just think that although it seems and it seems and it's frustrating, you know, that we watch these things happening, but because this is the time of exposure. He will be exposed. I, he can't go on, you know, forever with the arrogance and uh, allowing other people to take the fall and acting as though he's innocent, going to rock and hiding his hand. You know, this won't go on forever. But right now, we do. It is frustrating to watch him. Um, acting as though he's innocent to all of the things that's going on. It is. It really is. You know, and what what's important, too, is we as believers believe that, you know, pride comes before the fall and that so often he's showing all of his sustain for the rules of law, sustain for people of color, uh, sustain for women, uh, he just believes that he doesn't have to act with any decency whatsoever. So this is one of those times that I believe that he's going to have to pay uh, for his behavior and his defiance, uh, Regina. It looks like he's going to really be the um, example to all that when you are defiant and you resist the rule of law, and you you spit in the face of our, our um, media because you want to call it fake news, and you want to suggest other people ought to go to jail, and then you're going to be the one that uh, is uh, is is really put to test when it comes to uh, all the things that you've done inappropriately. Um. I believe it's 
I believe there's an old saying that, and and this I know this is totally wrong, but I just feel that he when he hits when he falls, it's going to hurt him tremendously. He thinks he has climbed so far up, but the higher you climb, the harder the fall. He's going to fall so hard that he will be an example for for people in years to come. They will use him as an example of, as you said, his arrogance, his thinking he's beyond the law, his mistreating of of, of people, um, you know, using his power for no good. Good is not going to come of it. I just can't see how how anything good will come of the way that that he's behaving. And I really believe white America at some point will have to apologize for what they put us through because they had an opportunity uh, to uh, denounce this man and his behavior. So truly, uh, a number of them, or millions of them, wanted to believe that this man uh, could take them back to a time where white people didn't have to respect human, human nature or human humanity. Uh, this man has no respect for just the universal rules of law. Find ourselves dealing with somebody uh, who put people in place who think they can uh, thumb their nose at the justice system. So you have Sam Nguyen believing he can defy a subpoena. So, Nate, here we got these uh, people, a uh, white America, a number of them raising their head, believing because they're white, they're right and they can just do anything they want to, irregardless of what the law says. Uh, good evening, everybody. Um, yeah, you know what? It's it's you know it's funny when he was running for president. It was like a rally a cry to the old to the old ways in the old days, you know. And um, and because because of, of the leadership that his president has demonstrated, they they feel like. We back in the eighteen hundred, back during the Jim Crow day, that we 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 ain't got the answer to this, we ain't got the answer to that, and everything. And unfortunately, it's it's a mindset, and that is that's not all white America, but it's enough America, white America to make it noticeable. And you know, us 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 growing up down here in the, in the South, this ain't nothing new to us. We we used to it, you know. So it, so this is nothing new to us. But when you have an administration. Just, just go out of their way to to find different ways to to insult um, Black America or any other minority in this country. What do you expect? He he's been this man has not been apologetic about anything he has done, and he's don't he don't see the need to apologize for what he has done because his money has always bought him out of a situation, and and a lot of people on his staff had that same mindset. No matter what we do. We we can get out of it. We can put the blame on somebody else, and as long as that mindset is there and there's no accountability, it's gonna keep on going. It's gonna it's gonna keep on going. Thank you. It, it is so amazing to me, uh, 
George, when I hear him constantly saying, I'm the best at this, I know more than the generals know, I know more about mm. war than anybody, here's a man who ain't never stepped a foot on a base or been a part of a military or went to military school, and he always believes that he, he knows more than everybody, and those people around him believe that they're smarter than everybody. So we got a uh, administration uh, that thinks they can keep hidden some of their criminal activity, not understanding that eventually all that criminal activity is going to come out and they're going to have to be held accountable for it. And just like you say, here we go into another year where we're uh, everybody's uh, putting forth their income tax. And this man, again, is going to try to shadow us a shade or hide what it is that he's been doing uh, because he was such a terrible businessman. And so, therefore, he had to use hook or crook uh, to get him uh, where he is. But he doesn't realize that Bible that he refuses to read or suggest that he believes in talks about, you know, the head is going to become the tail. Those who thought they were large and in charge are going to be uh, revealed, like uh, Cheryl says, and going to be dismissed. That's true. Well, the thing about uh, Donald Trump is that he had never, ever, ever, ever have to answer to anybody or anything. Whatever he said always goes. And he thought that being in that position of being the president, that it, it works that way. But the president does not have as much power that he has. Congress has that power. That's why they have two two houses, House of Congress yes, and the right. House of Representatives. They cross-set each other to keep them in check. But when you got both of them not keeping them in check because they scatter his, his risk, uh, it's ridiculous. But, they, but, but sooner or later, something is going to switch. It's going to flip. And when they see that this guy, Mueller, is on his way of taking them down, you watch them fall. You watch them turn on them. You watch. They just waiting, and they building them up possibly for the fall too, because you know that's how they play each other. When, throughout my uh, corporate uh, workmanship, I used to sit there. I was the only one up on third floor. I would sit there and see how they operate. They cross each other in a minute. It's ridiculous, and that's what's going to happen here. See how he threw his son-in-law under the bus. He's going to kick him to the curb because whatever it is, I don't want your stink to get on me. But he's stinking. So it's, it's, it's according to whether or not his, his son-in-law is going to reveal what is going to happen because they're going to put so much pressure on him until a whole bunch of them, they're going to fall like dominoes. But then everything's going to start changing once they get to a certain point where they see him going down. They don't see it yet, and that's why everybody stands silent. So we'll wait and see what's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's going to be amazing once we, um, when these, you know, all of this at some point has to come ahead, come to a head, uh, Cheryl. Uh, we can't have this investigation going on indefinitely. And he continues to bring different people to the forefront. So it seems like he knows a lot more than he is revealing. And uh, people are going to have to be accountable. And he's pulling uh at this, what we call, it's, it's almost like you, Cheryl, in sewing. You know that when you start pulling on the thread, 
you don't know where you're going to end up when that thread finishes. You know, right. You're right. And um, I agree just with um, Joyce was saying that, um, you know, really just about everything, you know, that she was just saying. Um, We're going to watch and see because this is not, you know, it's going to go on for so long, but after a while, we're going to see things is going to start to happen. Things, just like she said, just um, she used dominoes. I can use a house of cards. It's going to all come down because you can't continue to do what you're doing. And here's the worst thing about it all. Donald Trump believes that he's right. He believes in his mind that what he's doing is okay and acceptable because all of his life he's had his way. So he don't know what it is like to do it in another way. And your mind being like that, you know, that's the reason why we have such chaos that we do. And we can tell, I mean, what president spend as much time as he do on Twitter? What president, you know, is that sarcastic to other individuals? I mean, not a one. I mean, he's making a complete mockery of himself. You know, I mean, everything that he's doing is like a circus. And he thinks that all of this is a game. But the worst part about it, he believes everything that he is doing. Why it is so questionable because just like he wants to talk about somebody else's IQ and somebody else's mental stability, you know, when he got a clean bill of health, it was a clean bill of health. It had nothing to do. It didn't tell us anything about his mental condition. It said, as far as I'm thinking, his physical condition. Because any doctor who analyzed him, they knew. Because just like we know, we can tell that there is clearly something wrong. So a doctor is not going to expose him, and that's the thing. It's going to take one person. All of this is going to start crumbling from under him. Just one person. And we're going to watch and see that happen. And all we got to do is sit back because it's going it to happen. It's not if. It is going to happen. And, uh, Regina, we look at, as Mercer keeps pulling this thread and pulling these people out by one by one and getting them to act in such ridiculous manner, you know, I mean, it's it just clear that this man is methodically going through this process and not revealing uh, much and not letting much leak out. And these people are coming and making these ridiculous comments, you know, that they don't care about the subpoena and they're not coming forward. You know, you would think that would be unintelligent people not knowing that this man has the right to subpoena you. Now, you might go in front of this uh, this grand jury and you might not say what he wants you to say, but you certainly are going to go there. And the people are not going to accept the fact that you thought it was too much work to go through all of your emails. And now when he, when 
Mueller goes through those emails, you can believe he's going to find exactly what he wants when you decide you're not going to want to go through it. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how much time this man is willing to spend in jail when he's talking all this trash about he, he's not going to um, – He's not going to go before this grand jury. Yeah, I, um, (laughs) all we have to do is let them talk. And talk is cheap. That's the bottom line. Talk is cheap. They can talk and all they be want Hmm. And um, it's going to be equally embarrassing when he gets drugged in there by by them uh, law officials when they send them deputies uh, after him and see what they say then and see what kind of what, how his white privilege help him when they come there with that warrant for his arrest. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. Um. You know, a lot of people think that they are above the law and that they can do whatever it is that they want to do. And um, once someone gets a a hat in their feather, uh, I mean a feather in their hat, or or just someone gets it in their mind that they're going to prove you are wrong, you are not above the law, you cannot do any more than I can do as a citizen of the United States when it comes to breaking the laws, then he's going to be gotten. Somebody's after him. Somebody is really, really after him. And he will, he'll, he'll be gotten. It's, 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 it's a law. What, he'll be gotten. Uh, Nate, Nate, let me ask you, as a serviceman, you served under um, Barack Obama, and um, now what 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 would be your thought if you were still in that active service, and we had this man who has jumped all over the place about uh, the servicemen and about uh, generals and y'all respect for your generals and the people above you who are giving you orders. And this man has suggested he knows more than all of them. You know, uh, I mean, it, it is just condescending when you know a man ain't never spent no time in the service, but yet he want to suggest he knows more than the people who have. You know, the the the, the, the one of the biggest difference between um, President Obama and Mr. Trump is that President Obama never really. Um, came at the military in the way as I'm the boss. You know, um, he always treated the military with dignity and honor and everything. He understood that um, um, he wasn't just the president. He's also the commander-in-chief. This this, 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 this president here, he, he's, I call him the commander-in-thief because well, he, he liked to steal the life out of people. It's, it, we, we in the military, you know, when it – the only thing I see that he's good for, to be honest with you, is talking trash to North Korea. And other other than that, for you to say that you know more than the generals or more than other people who don't serve, you ain't never served, is not only an insult, but it's comical. And I'm going to go one even deeper. Um, 
Um, a lot, uh, I know a lot of people saying that even the Republicans gonna turn against. I know one Republican that can't stand him. That's um, um, the senator for Arizona. Um, I, I forget his name. They call him the Maverick. Um, but um, but he spent five years. Yes, yes, yes. Him. He spent five years in the Hanoi Hilton, and you got nerve to say that he's not a. He he wasn't a prisoner of war, you know. He 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 didn't serve his country well, all this kind of stuff. And you ain't even put boots on ground nowhere. You have five deferments in going for Vietnam for bone spurs. I had bone spurs. There's a lot of people who served in the military, especially you in the combat unit, had bone spurs. So for you to say those things, it's it's past asinine. It's comical because you really believe what you're saying because you always had people around you. Just like Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys, you always had a bunch of yes people around you. So when you always have a people that's a bunch of yes people around you, his narcissistic attitude is not surprising. But you know, we in the military, the only thing we do when we see a commander chief like that, we just make sure that we, we get in shape because like, it'd be no time for we have us in the war going somewhere. And that's the mindset that anybody in the military have because somebody like that will have you engaged and deployed somewhere without a moment's notice if you're not careful. Because of his attitude, like that old saying, old men start wars, young men fight them. It's easy to talk trash when you ain't the one that got to do the fighting. Thank you. And, and you're so right. You know, it, it is sad that people are willing to take uh, our young men's lives so for granted and not recognizing that that war and um uh, it's something that should be a last result. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll come back and continue our conversation.
This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. We're talking today about Newberg's statements about he is not going to go before the grand jury and he's not going to spend 30 or 40 hours looking through emails to address the request of uh, of the uh, of the grand jury regarding what he knows about uh, Russian uh, inclusion. And so, therefore, we know we are talking about white privilege and how somehow that white America has decided that there are times when they don't have to obey the rule of law. And so, uh, Joyce, you know... <laughs> We're not surprised by the arrogance of uh, some white people who seemingly think uh, that the world revolves around them, and they're yeah. still the um, the uh, masters of the American way of life. Uh, but it is going to be interesting to see these people fall at the feet of the justice system and see that they cannot control uh, the narrative once we have people uh, after them and looking for the truth. Well, that's true because they know uh, the United States, how bad it seems, they know that they're they on the spotlight, they're under the microscope. This is going to make or break our country as to where we stand as far as a world leader. You know, you have all these different countries, they're sitting back and waiting and see just how, whether or not we're stupid, we're foolish, or whether or not we really practice what we preach as being the law, the law of the land, that everybody, citizen, has to abide by the laws, no matter how powerful or how big you are. You see, it happened with Nixon. You know, he thought that they could get around everything and they'd be slick, slick willies in the whole bit. So same with Trump. But we got to look at it that Trump really, he's going to, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, we're just going to have to pray, and it's going to be scary times. Because he's the type, his M.O. is the type, when he gets pressure and they're going to close in on him, he's going to do something stupid, crazy, crazy, crazy. He's really going to do something stupid and crazy. And like that gentleman said, we're going to war. Believe me. He's going to push a button that shouldn't be pushed. And they're they shaking everybody's on pins and needles because they saw just when they got to his uh, son-in-law, they see how stupid he has and what he does. He does stupid, crazy things. So he reacts so foolishly, and he doesn't think. This is a guy who don't think. He, he, you know what I mean? He reacts, and then uh, he suffers the consequences. So he doesn't think, lady, he just suffers the consequences. He just lets the ball fall where it may because we're moving into some chartered, uncharted, scary times. And now you just don't know what to do. You know, that's where we are. We're in a bind. But I fault all the people, that Paul Ryan and all those other guys who, who just didn't have enough strength and B-A-L-L-S to really stand up and do what is right. Because when he first got in power, you know, they they had the power. They had the strength. And he, he willed and deal. And now he got them all just like puppets. And it's a shame that they are, they have no respect, no integrity. And that's key, integrity. They have no integrity. 
So um, I'm I'm glad to be a mom, uh, Senator McCain and Jeff Flake. He got on TV. See, he don't hold nothing back either. He's going out. He won't he won't uh, renew his his governorship, but he's going out and he's talking and he's standing up to him as well. So it's going to be some scary territory that we're moving towards. So we're really going to have to do a lot of praying. Thank you. Yeah, it is. Um, Paul Ryan has um, really disappointed me and disgusted me because I thought he was a man of integrity. And uh, he's falling, you know, he's falling like a deck of cards, you know, where you, you just, uh, you'll fall for anything. He he doesn't want to stand up for his moral commitment. Uh, he just allows uh, Trump to do things and go along without any challenges. And he, he he's just a disappointment. And I'm just looking to see uh, over time how many of these people will really stand up and be counted and let people know that they're really for their um, the Constitution and not for uh, any one man. But it seems like they're just falling like a deck of cards related to just being there for the job and not for the country. So, Cheryl, we have to contend with men just not, you know, right now it just seems that there are no real indicators of men who truly are there for the country and not for the job. Yeah, and we're seeing that um, every single day. And, you know, I believe that a lot of them, um, they fear their jobs. They feel, you know, it, it has money um, behind it. And and I believe that it's not that they're not frustrated as well, but they're thinking about what they can lose. They're not thinking about, you know, coming together and standing up Um as they watch the things that's unfolding. You can't tell me that that, you know, this many individuals that's in those positions are not seeing what's going on. In fact, they're seeing even more than what we are seeing that's going on. But, no, nobody's talking about it. But, you know, when that big thing happens, everybody's going to be singing like Lil Canary. They're going to all be singing like Lil Canary. And we're going to think, well, where were you? You know, long time ago when this first started, uh, he's on a, um, Donald Trump is on a, a rampage, you know, and the biggest thing is he has no respect for anyone. No respect. So, yeah, and it's obvious that the, it's obvious that the people he put in place uh, are not capable of um, helping him to reach any kind of standard of high high standard, so they're falling falling down to his lowliness. Uh, you know, to me, if you can't make a difference uh, by pressuring him to make the adjustment, then you need to walk away. Uh, I would not stand under the uh, the authority of somebody that refuses to respect his position. And so, Regina, it seems that this man uh, has convinced people to follow his lead and disrespect our, our country because of the kind of things that they're, they're taking us through.
Are you there with you know, um, yes. You know, he you and you're right. He has people really following him these days. Um, <laughs> we had a, a white coworker. And a group of people were standing around, well, not a group, but two people were standing around talking about um, nuts, peanuts. And she'd already said, made it plain and clear that her dad was a racist who who flies a Confederate flag. Now, these people are talking about peanuts. And she asked them, uh, do you mind if I ask you something? Have you all ever heard of nigger toes? Now, it has only been since Trump has gotten into office that white folk are as brazen and bold as they are. And it's it's a trickle down effect. It is very much a trickle down. He's 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 causing he's wreaking havoc across the United States with 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 his actions in the White House. Why did the man shooting kill himself or did he kill himself at the White House the other day? Yeah, he committed suicide. Havoc across the United States, and he may not be directly doing it, but but you know his actions are not it's not helping. Is is his behaviors and his defiance is going along with those people who feel like they have a statement they want to make. And so they're prepared to cast aside all restraint and do what has been in their heart for a long period of yes. time. So he caters yes. to those kind of people. Things that he says, uh, you know, back in the days we would have beat, we would beat somebody like that uh, to death. Uh, now he didn't use the term death, but he everything he talked about is how things would have been handled in the past leading people to believe that he wants to get take us back to a time where people were not held accountable for their actions, that they think that white privilege could get them away with anything. And so that's the way he wants, that's the place he wants to go back to. So, Nate, you know, we look at this and we recognize we have a, you know, a, a need to reestablish fairness and humanity in our society uh, because this man has brought back uh, the the white supremacists and their way of thinking. Yeah, just like um, the last young lady said, ever since the, uh, this man became president, um, white white America has been more bolder than, um, than before in saying some of the things that they're saying. It's almost like a rallying cry for a cause that's dead, and there's no accountability for it. Um, you had mentioned about like his staff not holding him in check. Anybody will ever try to hold him in check? 
just like on a TV show Apprentice, first thing he'll do, he'll fire, he'll get rid of him. Anybody who try to hold him accountable, he'll distance himself because he wants to be right about every single thing that he does. He knows some of the stuff he said ain't right, but he doesn't care because he ain't never been held accountable. He doesn't care if it's racist or not and everything. Then when he get caught up in doing it, he does even the worst thing. He lies about it. He want to be held accountable. I did not say that. Yeah, yes, he did say it. You know, we heard you say it. But he don't want to be held accountable for anything. He's the type of person that he wants you to shut up and you listen to him. Like, he's right about everything. That's the most dangerous type of person in the world, a person who knows everything, a person who don't want to listen. Because a person like that cannot be reasoned with. And because he always been in that position of power, now he don't transcend the tra- transfer that that same mindset to the presidency. He is not a presidential man whatsoever. He just, he thinks he has the right to say whatever he wants to say. Yeah, and you do have that right. But as the president of the United States, you're not just the president of white America. You're the president of Latino America. Black America, Asian America, you you the president of all of us, regardless whether we voted you in office or not, you you still the president. And unfortunately, he's only president for a few, and, that, and as for, like, the Speaker of the House and all them, they don't got on my past, on my last nerve, because they have the power to set things right, to do things right, but they won't. They want to follow behind him because they scared. But when that axe falls, when that first chicken get his head cut off, the rest of those chickens are going to run around headless and squeal on everybody because the one thing all that money has not prepared them to do, they can't do jail time. They cannot do jail time, and they're going to do everything they can to make sure they, gonna, they ain't going to go to jail. So just like everybody been saying, uh, the consensus is they're going to rat on each other. They're going to squeal each other. So they might be talking that trash now, but wait the next few months to a year. This, 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 this kingdom, too, is going to fall Thank you. All right. We're going to take another break, and we'll come back and continue our conversation. So, what do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby. I'm waiting on you. I'm 
And so, Nate, it's just you and I. And uh, Yeah, we outnumbered uh, tonight. And the ladies are holding up the fort. So I'm going to ask the ladies. I'm going to start off with um, uh, Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl, just to give out a prayer for Nate and his family and just thank God for the recovery and, and thank God for him being with us and sharing um, his life with us and giving us the opportunity to uh, – to meet in prayer with him, and then we'll go to Audrey and Regina and finish with Joyce. Wow. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you right now, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. Lord, we thank you for your son allowing us to take part and participate in being able to pray to you for his mother, Lord. Lord, we thank you for her recovery, Lord. We ask that you continue to watch over her. Lord, touch her in every area of her body. Regulate those things that need to be regulated, dear Lord. Lord, we praise you and we magnify you. We give you all of the glory and all of the honor. Lord, we thank you for Nate being a part of this family, dear Lord. Lord, we ask these things and we send our petition up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, Audrey? Are you there, Audrey? Yeah, Marvelous Monday. I apologize. I joined in late, so I'm not quite sure uh, what the topic was or whatever, but I do join in unity and prayer, and I do know the power of prayer, and I just give God thanks that we have uh, a soldier that's going to be able to come forth and share the praise report with us personally and in the meantime, Nathan, just know that we continue to lift you, your mother, up in prayer for strength, guidance, and just God's healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Audrey. Uh, uh, Regina? Are you there, Regina? Uh, I think she got knocked off. Uh, Joyce, well, you want you want to finish up? In terms of uh, just giving thanks and praise for the recovery of Nate's mother. Nate, uh, God is so good, and God answers prayer. So tell your mom to continue with her. And uh, we still have prayer until uh, we hear from her. I'm looking forward to hearing from her. Thank you. Nate, it is uh, so um so uh, feeling to have you with us, you know, you're one of our latest uh, newcomers, and to have you recognize and feel the kind of, of uh, feeling that we all feel here as a family. So we just want to thank you for coming in and, and having your place with us, and we can't wait to have your mother on the show and for her to share her, her life about uh, what she was writing about. And just let her know that we are patiently waiting for her to give uh to put her on the calendar. And uh we just um man, we just like the way you have came into the family and uh, been so willing to share your 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 history with us and be a part of this family and uh you use uh our whatever we have both online and offline as we uh as we work together to just take ourselves to a different place, uh, to use the tools that are available to us uh, to be a better and stronger citizenry in, in this uh, in this world. So just thank you and, and continue to 
to reach out and be a part of, of what we're trying to movement we're trying to establish. And uh, we're going to do the best that we can uh, to be in your corner and in your family's corner as we as we move forward. Uh, Nate, you got any last words? You know what? For the first time, I don't think I have any words. I'm 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 just. The whole time while everybody was praying, I just kept telling God, I'm going to do better, Lord, because I have a family. You know, um, as soon as I get off this phone and tell my mom what, what has happened tonight, I mean, I, I'm I'm just, I don't get overwhelmed by much, but to, to see the display of love has really pushed me more to God more. And I thank God for using, you know, as a testimony of his love tonight. And everything. I'm going to push harder in the ministry as well to display God's love the way it was displayed to me and my mom and my family tonight and my son, because I have my son living with me now. And um, me and him starting over, getting his life together and everything like that. So I pray that y'all, pray that God will give me wisdom on how to deal with my son when when he falls so I can be there to pick him up and show him how to do it, you know, instead of telling him how to do it. So, I thank God for this radio show. This radio show holds me accountable and everything. It doesn't put me in a position to talk about it, but also put me in a position to be about it. So, James, family, I, I truly, truly am blessed to be honored. If y'all need me on any level for anything, uh, on any level, if somebody get on your nerves, somebody, if you need somebody to punch you in the mouth, just text me. I'll I come do that. We won't tell nobody who did it, but we'll know who did it. But I just love y'all, and I thank y'all so much for who y'all are. And uh, I just thank y'all tonight in Jesus' name. And I'm just, like I said, I got to get off this phone because y'all ain't going to make me cry on this phone because I will come to y'all house and tell y'all come to y'all house. <laughs> so I thank y'all for who y'all are. Love y'all. Right. And, and, and James, since, since me and you in here in Orlando, we got to meet face-to-face. That makes no sense that we talk on the radio and we haven't met yet. So we got to make that happen too, sir. All right. We'll do that. We'll do that. And I look forward to it. And uh, we, we'll make it happen uh sooner than later. Uh, Guys, I'm going to take a short break, and then we'll come back and I'll finish out the show. Father, help your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road. That heaven might find a place in their heart. Jesus is love. He won't let you down. And I know. Hey, hey, hey. 
This too shall pass. Okay. All right. Andre? Uh, let us pray in season and out of season. And, um, again, I agree with those who have said um, the show is serving a, serving a valuable uh, service for each of us as we become closer and have a relationship of understanding each other and appreciating each other, um, the trials, the tribulation, and even the uh, joyous time that each of us share. Um, it takes special people to unite the way we are doing it, so we're, we're thankful for that. And then let us also remember to take action, uh, do what we can, and influ- influence in our communities, our country, and uh, those that's to come behind us. We need to leave a strong legacy. Amen. Take care, everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. We are going, as normal, going to always try to talk about the things that impact our lives now and in the future because we have something to say. Take care, everybody. No!